Hello, Chelsea fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lab for Matthew Harden podcast. I'm your host, as always, Shane Holcomb. After defeating Arsenal and taking six points out of six from the opening two match weeks, Chelsea traveled to Anfield this Saturday to take on Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side. And I'm very excited to welcome on correspondent from The Athletic, James Pierce, journalist from Anfield, covering the team live for a very long time. James, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate you hopping on. How's everything going, man? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's really great to talk to you today. Once again, thanks for coming on and, and accepting my invitation. So let's get right into it. Liverpool, of course, they're one of the biggest clubs in Europe, one of the biggest clubs in England, always have been. So what are the club's expectations for this season going in? Because especially after a disappointing league campaign last season, especially in the Champions League, too, didn't really have a great end to, to that run. What are Jurgen Klopp's men's expectations for, for Liverpool this season? It's another title challenge for, for the Reds, I'm assuming, especially with the additions of Tismikis, with the return of uh, Van Dijk. And, and you guys also, as Chelsea, have taken six out of six so far. Yeah, I, I think definitely um, the, the target is to be serious title contenders again. I think um, it certainly hurt Liverpool and everyone associated with the club how easily they gave up their their title defence last season. I think um, last season was one of those years where everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for Liverpool. Um, you know, they were they were still leading the way at the you know at Christmas time, but that's when it, you know that that January February period the injuries really really hurt them. Um, you know, they coped for a little while without Van Dijk, but I don't think it was ever really sustainable. And then obviously you lose Gomez and you lose Matip on top of that, and before we knew it. You know, suddenly Liverpool were were playing with you know their sixth and seventh choice centre backs, and um, you know they they endured the worst home run in their history with six straight defeats, um, and then you know they managed to pull it round. I think it was twenty six points out the last thirty to qualify for the Champions League, um, and finishing third. You know, felt like a success in the end, but um, yeah, I, I think definitely. The, the, the target is to be serious contenders again. I think it will be a much more open race this time around. I think, you know, we've seen enough already to show that, you know, Chelsea are going to take some stopping. The same goes with Manchester City. I think United will be stronger as well. And, and, I, and I'd have Liverpool in that mix. You know, I think, I think we're all set for what could be a really thrilling, you know, four-way battle for the title this time around. Brought up to Liverpool at the finish line, there was a lot of criticism, right, from them being so far off the Champions League race going into um, April and May. And the, the way they came back after, I think, even being down to seventh at one point in, in the Premier League table and finishing in third place, like you mentioned, James, was quite the accomplishment. And now I want to move on to something that's pretty ideal in, in today's world because the Champions League draw has just been concluded. UEFA once again dragged this in out for way too long, um, but it's concluded now. And boy, boy, does Liverpool have a challenging but exciting Champions League group. So, of course, winners of the Cup now six times, won it back in 2019, James. Atletico Madrid, FC Porto, and AC Milan, your first reaction to that draw. I know you tweeted about it a couple minutes ago, how Jurgen Klopp's history with Diego Simeone, FC Porto, the battle between Milan and Liverpool back in the early 2000s in the, in the finals. So what are your thoughts on three historical clubs that are going to go up against Liverpool? Because all three of those have history with you guys. 
Yeah, I think more than anything, it's mouthwatering because mm. um, as as much as the Champions League did continue last season, and of course, you know, had a you know a triumphant finale for for Chelsea. I think um, you know the, the fact that so many games had to be played in empty stadiums, it wasn't it wasn't the the Champions League as we've all come to to know it and love it because um, you know those special atmospheres are. As such a big part of the the competition, so I think when you look at that draw and you think you know Liverpool going back to Madrid, uh, back to the Metropolitano, where of course they they lifted the trophy when they beat Tottenham there in 2019, um, and and as you said, you know there is that edge between Klopp and Simeone as well. Um, you know Klopp when when they knocked Liverpool out, I think it was in the last 16, the season before last. Klopp said he you know he he didn't understand why with the players they have they played football like that. Um, you know, which is a criticism of Simeone's defensive tactics. So I think that will certainly add a bit of extra spice to these games. Um, probably, you know, probably together with Bayern, as tough as it could have been for Liverpool in terms of from that that first pot. Um, and then, you know, I think obviously Porto, you know, Klopp knows all about them. Liverpool knocked them out quite emphatically in 2018 and 2019. Um, you know, of course, only last month they sold Marco Gruic, um to Porto. So, um, you know, like with Atletico, We'll have Luis Suarez coming back to Anfield. We'll also have Marco Gruic coming back with Porto. Um, and then, yeah, I think, you know, a, probably a, a nod to, the, to special times in Liverpool's history with the fact that they got AC Milan from, from pot four because, um, yeah, I had to double check just that it was right, but it is right. They haven't met competitively since the Champions League final in Athens in 2007 when, of course, AC Milan avenged that um, miraculous night for Liverpool in Istanbul two years earlier. So, um, so yeah, those will be special games. I think you know, it's good to see AC Milan back at the kind of the top table in Europe, having, uh, having fallen off really for a number of years. So, um, so yeah, I think it could have been a lot easier, but you know, I, I quite like the fact that there's some games there that you, that I really can't wait to, to be there and, and save. And I think probably the good thing for Klopp is, that, you know, he hasn't got any, nightmare trips to Russia or to Ukraine or, or anything like that. You know, it's, what is it? You know, it's Spain, it's, it's Portugal and it's Italy. It's, um, you know, all pretty light in terms of the travel. We always see with the UEFA draw and the Champions League group stage with every single team, right? Storylines building up and especially with the fans returning to the grounds this season, those storylines will only be on a different level than they were last campaign, like you mentioned, James, and those trips will be really awesome to see especially from Liverpool's history side of things. Now, of course, Chelsea drew Juventus, who they have a little bit of history with in the Champions League. But it'll be interesting to see how this whole Ronaldo thing turns out in the end. Will he be on Juventus when Chelsea play them in the first game week? And we'll talk a little bit about that group at a later date. But now, James, I want to preview, of course, the match on Saturday. It's a 5.30 kickoff at Anfield. Um, the full crowd is back. Capacity is back. It's been great to see them last week. Um, against Burnley, the cop was back. Great to see the fans back in Anfield because you guys, of course, have such a great record there when the fans have been in attendance. And just some quick facts from this fixture. Liverpool have fired in the most shots so far in the Premier League this season and have the joint second highest XG along with Manchester City, which is 4.3. On the other hand, Chelsea have faced the fewest shots in their two games and have the lowest XG against 0.6. So it's almost the best offense against the best defense so far in the short amount of data that we have in the first two game weeks. A fun fact about Liverpool, not so great about Chelsea. 
Sadio Mane has netted seven goals in 17 appearances against Chelsea with the Senegal's only netted more against Crystal Palace and Aston Villa during his time in England. So watch out for Mane, Chelsea fans, on Saturday. And another one that doesn't really go Chelsea's favor, but it's a stat, it's a fact. They don't care about your feelings. Liverpool have just lost two of their last 13 Premier League matches with Chelsea, but one of those defeats was in the most recent game such back in March. So James, looking forward to this fixture on Saturday, of course, it's the main uh, bouts this weekend in the Premier League at Anfield with the full capacity crowd. How do you think this game is going to pan out? And I want you to give a player from each side you think will determine the outcome of this game. Yeah, I, I think it's got the makings of an absolutely in, enthralling game. And I think, um, you know, you're right, you know, Chelsea will have happy memories of their last trip to Anfield back in March when I think Mason Mount scored the goal. Um, and they were deserved winners on the night. That was that was during that period we talked about earlier when Liverpool had, had massively lost their way and um, and it looked like their season it was almost damaged beyond repair. But I think um, you know Chelsea will encounter a very different Liverpool team this time around. I think um, you know that you know obviously every every team missed their supporters, but I think probably probably Liverpool as much as anyone, especially during those tough times when. You know, you really rely on the energy and the noise from the stands to to help you find another level. Um, and you know, I, I think Anfield will be absolutely rocking at half five on on Saturday evening in the UK. I think you know, usually lunchtime kickoffs tend to be pretty subdued atmosphere wise in the Premier League. Um, but when Liverpool played Burnley last Saturday, it was anything but. You know, it was the fans just couldn't wait to get back inside that stadium. You know, it had been so so long. You know, the best part of 18 months since Anfield had been packed out. Um, so I think that gives Liverpool an edge. I think, um, you know, I, I think this this to me is the first kind of real heavyweight clash of the Premier League season. And, you know, of course, you can't read too much into one result. But I think I think for whoever does come out on top, it will be a massive lift going into the international break in terms of either Liverpool or Chelsea being able to say, look, we have properly put down a marker in terms of our credentials to be Premier League champions this season. Um, in terms of the key battle, I think I think that's probably quite an easy one for this one because I just think I think the outcome will be decided on on that battle between Lukaku and and Virgil Van Dijk. I just think you know I I, I hope there's a camera just on just on them for ninety minutes to be honest because. Um, you know, we saw last weekend, if anyone didn't know already, just how dangerous Lukaku is. You know, he bullied Arsenal's, you know, defence into submission. I don't think he's going to be able to do the same thing to Van Dijk. But I just think, you know, he's such a handful, Lukaku. What do you do in terms of, you know, do you play on the front foot? Do you try and, you know, do, do you get into wrestling matches up with him? Or do you or do you back off slightly and back yourself to, to make challenges at the right time? And... Um, you know, and, he, and, he, and he's a difficult customer because sometimes he can come short and he can link play. Other times, you know, he, he's a, you know he can burst in behind. Um, so yeah, that for me is the key battle because I think you know you mentioned then about Sadio Mane. Of course, he he got off and running for the season with his goal against Burnley last weekend. You know, Mo Salah has started the season in fantastic form. The same with Jota. Um, so you know, I, I see Liverpool causing Chelsea problems going forward. It's just can Van Dijk and Matip keep Lukaku quiet? I think I think that will be the key one for me. Mm. It's such a great storyline, right? I mean, Virgil Van Dijk probably the most physically demanding center back against the league, going up against probably the most physically demanding 
hold up play striker, lick them, play whatever you want to call him in a world-class number nine and Romo Lukaku. And I think, like you mentioned, it's the obvious one. And like you mentioned, it's going to be great to see that battle throughout the full 90 minutes, especially seeing the tape of Lukaku last week against a really poor Arsenal side. Yeah. And I think that for me, you know, Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel, if I remember correctly, last March, you know, they, they did have some back and forths. Of course, these are two clubs with a pretty big rivalry to their name. There's been so many great moments of history between both clubs and, and there's banter between both fans, of course, going back and forth into this weekend. But like you mentioned, that's the key battle is, you know, Lukaku versus Liverpool's back line. But at the same time, you know, it's how does Chelsea's back free handle with the firepower of now really informed Jota, a confident Salah and a confident Mane. That can be hard to handle. And Chelsea so far haven't really gone up against an attack like that in a pretty long time. So hopefully it's a Chelsea fan that can keep them quiet. I think this battle, though, like you mentioned, while it might be one of the trenches, I think the midfield, especially too, with progressing play, you know, getting the ball to guys like Lukaku, getting the ball to guys like Sadio Mane on the break, I think could be really key to this game. I can't wait for it because I think, like you mentioned, this is the first real title bout contender match in the Premier League this season, and all eyes will be on Ainfield on Saturday night. So I'm really looking forward to that game, James. Before um, we hang up the recording, can you talk a little bit about your work as a journalist for The Athletic and, and covering Liverpool in the community that's such a spacious place, like at Ainfield, reporting on one of the biggest clubs in the world. How's that experience been like over these past couple of years? And, and what are you really working on to try and improve in your game as a journalist? But how special is that connection between you and that Ainfield community? Well, I think... You know, I, I speak to a lot of Liverpool supporters and, and I think there probably is a difference between, um, you know, the feelings that sometimes we see articulated online on social media and, and the fans that I speak to around the city here in Liverpool, because, um, you know, I think certainly on social media, there's a, you know, a high degree of frustration that Liverpool haven't done more in terms of transfer business this summer. Of course, Ibrahima Kanate is the only new signing um, you know, thirty-five million pound from from Leipzig. You know, they haven't replaced Genie Wijnaldum, who you know played a lot of football last season and then left on a free transfer to PSG. They also haven't strengthened the attacking options, which I think you know, is a source of concern for some fans. When, of course, you've got a situation where in January, uh, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane will go to the Africa Cup of Nations for a month, um, but. You know, and, and I get that. You know, I, I I actually do believe that they are two areas of the squad where, in an ideal world, Liverpool would have strengthened in this window. But you know, the fact a lot of the fans that I talk to around the city are less worried about the lack of transfers and more excited about the players that are actually coming back. And you know, the fact that Liverpool have got Van Dijk back, they've got Matip back, they've got Gomez back fit, you know, defensively, what was a weakness last season should be a real strength this time around. I think we've seen that already with two clean sheets. Um, you know, certainly Harvey Elliott is a massively talented young player who, you know, it's, yes, you always want exciting big signings, but, um, you know, you, you also have to leave space in your squad for young players to be able to grow and develop. And, um, you know, I, I'm really, really, really enthusiastic about what Harvey Elliott could add to this Liverpool team. You know, Jordan Henderson, the captain, missed the second half of last season after groin surgery. 
he's fully fit. You know, Fabino played a lot of last season in the defence as a makeshift centre back because they were so short of defenders. You know, he he will be back in the holding role in midfield for most of this season. And then Trent Alexander Arnold, who um, you know had had a difficult time last season, but finished the season really brightly, and then was devastated to miss the Euros due to injury. And then, you know, and as as gutting as that was for him, it did mean that he had a proper break this summer. And um, you know, and I think we've seen already the value in that for Liverpool, the fact that Trent Alexander Arnold was able to rest up and then have a full pre-season. So. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, when you look at Chelsea's transfer activity, you look at Manchester United, you look at Manchester City, you know, clearly Liverpool haven't operated on that level. But, you know, I still think they have got, you know, good enough players to to sustain a title challenge. About the point, two of players maybe not getting so many minutes in the Euros, and Jordan Henderson is another one of those players, right, who maybe didn't play as much as he wanted to during the summer, but that could be a good thing for the club going into what is an enthralling 38-game season, which we know every single year there are so many heartbreaking injuries to so many players who are key players, bench players, whatever you want to call them, death players need to step up, um, which is nice that they're going to give the likes of Elliot a chance, you know, going forward. So I think it's a great point you make, not only about the injury-wise and coming back to Liverpool and how strong the squad that they do have and kind of how we sometimes forget about how, how strong that squad is, because there were so many injuries last campaign, but they're back now, they're fully fit. And with a sign of Konate going forward, that can fill a depth wise if a likes of Van Dyke go down or a Matzip goes down going into the future. So before we're out of the podcast today, James, I want to talk a little bit about your work at The Athletic because you've been there now for two years. I know we talked a little bit about how you worked at the Echo for a pretty long time before that. Give us a little bit of a day-to-day schedule of what you do, who you call, how you write, what you're trying to, to achieve to put out to, to the Liverpool fans, and how has it just been generally in, in writing for The Athletic over these past couple of years and in your journalism career over the past decade and a half? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I've I've really, really enjoyed working for The Athletic just, just over two years now since I, I decided to kind of call time on what was 14 years of working at the Liverpool Echo. And, um, you know, I I felt very lucky to have that job at the Echo following Liverpool, wherever they went, you know, across the world and, you know, all the pre-season tours to, you know, whether it was Australia, the Far East or, or the States, you know, some, some fantastic times. And, um, but I think what, what really appealed to me about joining the Athletic was the, the fact that they wanted me to, you know, probably in terms of number of stories, write less, but do things in more depth and in more detail. And that, that just really appealed to me because, you know, the, the business model at the Echo was very much all about web hits. It was all about, you know, you know how many web hits can you generate on a daily basis? And as we know, it's not always, you know, the, the best quality work that generates web hits. You know, it's the reality is, there's an obsession with transfer news and rumors and activity and all the rest of it. So, you know, it, you know, you, it, inevitably things maybe lean in a direction where you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, you know, that, you know, I don't feel as if I should be writing about this today. It's not, you know, to me, it's not really, you know, realistic or, 
or correct to do, but you almost felt compelled to go that way. And I think the great thing with the athletic, because it's a subscriber model, you know, no adverts, it's, you know, it's, it's very much, you know, I just think it, it gives you that chance to say, well, actually take a step back. What, what is it that fans are talking about? What is, you know, and, and so, yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of my working day is spent on the phone, you know, whether it's on the phone to agents, to, to people at the club, to, you know, whether it's, you know, players, officials, directors, you know, owners, whatever. Um, and, you know, and you're, you're always trying to glean bits of information and, and then, you know, you might pick up bits of information from elsewhere and then you're trying to establish whether that information is definitely correct. Um, and then obviously, you know, you can use those bits of information in lots of different ways in terms of, you know, sometimes it will contribute to the news story. Other times it might be a couple of nice bits of detail that you could use in a, in a you know, in a, in a more detailed article about a specific pl player. Um, and um, yeah, I just, you know, it's, I, I've, I feel as if, you know, it kind of really benefits me as a journalist being able to, to sometimes take us, step back and you know where where at the echo I was having to write maybe five or six stories a day now I find myself probably doing three stories a week for the athletic but everything is in kind of more detail and you know and I think obviously because people are having to pay for the content it's you know you're having to make sure that you're giving people something that they can't get anywhere else which um is a challenge especially when you're covering a massive club like Liverpool because um you know the competition is so vast you know in terms of local national and international but um you know that that's part of the fun of it i think what the athletic has prioritized and what you noted to is right this quality over the quantity of pieces that you guys write and i think that's why subscribers keep on coming back to pay a monthly fee however much it may be because you guys do give something that other news sites don't and every single club in the Premier League, which is what I've loved so far, is, you know, they have attributed these great writers like yourself to write these pieces with full detail. So once they're released, they're, they're pretty big bombshells. And you can sit down and, and get a read that you maybe haven't heard that point of view or haven't heard that fact before, which is what I think that you guys at the Athletic have done such a great job over these past couple of years. I'm looking forward to what you guys can continue to improve on and continue to add to the website and of course see your work for Liverpool in the future but let's wrap up now James the podcast it was a blast to talk to you today uh, thank you for understanding we had some technical difficulties over these past couple of hours where can my listeners find your work though online uh, of course your social media page as on Twitter where you're reporting everything but as well the athletic and in and, and your work for for Liverpool it was a blast to talk to you today thanks for coming on man uh, it's a pleasure talking to you Shane thanks so much yeah I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter obviously at uh at James Pierce LFC and uh, yeah, over over at the athletic website under the, the Liverpool section, it's, it's myself, Simon Hughes and, and Kiva O'Neill who look after the the, uh, the Liverpool side of things. And um, yeah, I'll be at Anfield for the big game on Saturday night. So uh, yeah, absolutely can't wait for that. You know, two, um, two massively talented teams and I don't, I don't think it will decide anything in terms of the title race, but um yeah, certainly whoever comes out on top will uh, will be going into the international break pretty happy with themselves. Two great coaches, too, going into tomorrow's match. 
And I'm really excited to see if, if they have some words during what will be a very competitive and enthralling match at a packed infield crowd. First of all, James, thanks for accepting the invitation to come on the podcast. Like I mentioned before, it's great to talk to you today. Great to learn a little bit more about what your work is like at the Athletic, but also to hear your thoughts on Liverpool's summer transfer window, uh, the Champions League group draw that we've taught that was held yesterday. It was a really fun addition of the Laugh from Matthew Harden podcast. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram, as always, at Laugh from Matthew Harden podcast, where you can find, if you can't quite listen to the full 30-minute episode, I'm trying to kind of lure down these podcasts into two or three-minute snippets of really great moments, because that's really what content is all about nowadays, to have those brilliant moments in a 30-minute piece. So make sure to go follow us over there on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Chainhookum13. As always, really excited for this match at Ainfield. Going to have one of our really great guests on once again back on the show, Jay McIntosh, who's over at football.london now for Chelsea covering the match tomorrow at Anfield to recap Chelsea versus Liverpool. Hopefully, for us fans, will be another three points for the Blues. But until next time, Chelsea fans, this was Mr. James Pierce. I'm Shane Holcomb. Up the Chelsea.